We were talking about how pornographic our uh, <laughs> our podcast is. This is just not really true. <laughs> and why am I naked? We interrupt this program for a special news bulletin. And now, Indy City Football Live! It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood. A beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? It's the only show on earth about neighborhood soccer. Oh, that's good. Indy City Football Live. Brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Answering life's most important question. Have you ever seen anybody play the game called soccer? Cole and Shelby Street, Jason Chisholm, and Carrie Burge are the Potsgren! Indy City Football Live. The podcast. Coming from... Another new location. We've been here before. We've been here before, but not this year. We are yes, at we Pop, People for in Progress. Oh, we literally sure did our preseason episode here. We did the oh, movie review from here. We did do the Remember movie. Remember Cole one napped. One, one of the best Patrick nights of our right. lives. That's right. Cole fell asleep and we didn't have to deal with him. Just joking, Cole. You're great. We and do. the pictures we got of you falling asleep, cradling a ma- microphone. Adorable. Adorable. As, you, as you watch the movie in four speed, just uh, catch up to where we were at. So, familiar location... New face. But a familiar face. Familiar face. He's been now. here before. I don't have but to never call again. him up this time. I like to call him the best friend of the pod. <laughs> you don't think I'm going to call him when he gets out there? I'm going to no. still call him oh, weekly. Call me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now that we figured out how to do phone calls, that's a really good idea. He's been our only phone call, too. Listeners. <laughs> no, no Cole. We called yeah. Cole. Oh, sorry. Cole. Listeners, sorry. have you guessed who we're talking about yet? Friend of the pod. We might not see him. That's right, it's Patrick Hall, the manager of Havel CD. For now. Regular season champions two years in a row, Havel CD. Yeah, but we're getting to that later. We're doing the review, bud. Well, I know, but... Spoilers! Spoilers! (laughs) We've got Patrick here. Patrick, in uh, case you didn't know, is moving to Philadelphia. Is that right? Roughly, yeah. Okay, close to Philadelphia. I just kind of guessed... Um, your house is for sale. Did it sell? Have you it's sold? Sold. It? Sold. You're you're moving out, right? Moving. So this this week. Next week. Next week. So you'll be playing in round one of the playoffs. Nope. I got to leave for a bachelor party. Also, Havel has a buy this week. Correct. Spoilers. Oh shit! I just don't read very well. I do. I have a degree in English. Anyways, um, Patrick, we're, we love to have you as our plus one tonight, hosting, boasting, roasting, toasting. <laughs> We need Patrick here for a very important reason a little bit later. Can't wait to hear about it. Oh, boy. Um, I hate surprises. Hey, what are we doing here? What is Indy City Football? Oh, my God. I'm so glad you asked, Shelby. Indy City Football is an adult recreational soccer league with a good citizenship twist. 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 In addition to earning points from wins and draws, teams can earn points for do-goodery shit, like... Donating blood, which a lot of people Always did on blood. Friday. We can't, <laughs> if we get through an episode without talking about donating blood, do not say your donor number, Jason. Um, for attending after parties and bonus after parties, like on Sunday at one of our other sponsors. Um, helping neighbors. Uh, we had some teammates give Andrew crutches. More on that later. Um, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> so many spoilers for this episode. This, by the way, in case you're listening, is going to be a doozy, so buckle up. You miss a little, oh, you miss a lot. Week 12, um, baby. You also get points for using responsible transit, like carpooling, public transit, bicycling, um, even walking. Um, so you get points There's for lots of good things. Yeah. Walking. Walking. 
Um, it's a good time, Indy City Football, and this is the podcast about that. And now back to you guys. Thanks, Carrie. We've already, uh, we want to jump into League One already? Oh, we're giving you guys the first? No. I thought I the people it. weren't here for League One. They're not. So let's I just am. stick with League Two. <laughs> League Two, Look, what a night. I got something exciting to talk about in League One, so. Okay. We'll save it for later. Pin it. Hold on to it. Savor it for a rainy day, which is today. today. Hey, very rainy. You're welcome. All right, we've got some scores. So we have first game here, a draw, 1-1, Speedway, and Fountain Square. Wow, acronyms are not my thing. How many draws has Old Speedway City had this year? It's unreal. There's been a lot of draws just period across the table. Yeah, but Speedway has had just an unreal amount. Um, I can think of at least three, including that and maybe I believe our correspondent on the scene, Cole Street, is looking it up live as we speak. Cole Street, live correspondent of data and other nonsense. And while he's looking this up, this is the game I rep this week against my old FC Fount Square and my new friends, Old Speedway City. Oh, man, friends all around. Hmm? Were they nice to you? Oh. At the end, not during. Um, I did get the correct time this week. Well, that's amazing. Congratulations. Moving on up. Look at you. Cole, do you have some insights on the number of ties? You're looking at me like you do. Three? Only three? Both teams have three draws. Both teams have three draws. I did forget they're not called ties in this league, in this sport. It is. And they finish with the same soccer points as well. And honestly, after playing both, I think that that's pretty accurate. That's the beauty of a balanced schedule. Um, They're both tough teams. They both have a good day, they both can have a bad day. And uh, wow, what a last game for them. They were all playing very, very fast. Did the draw have any um, any seeding implications for them for the tournament? Nope. Okay. Thanks, Mr. Mullet, our correspondent on the ground. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, Next, we have... So this was one of the promotion games. It was MKU versus Irvington. So that was a two-seed versus a four-seed. Four came out on top. Irvington won three to two. So I don't think anyone here refed this. I was I was game, watching it pretty closely for I a while. I watched it a little bit. It was the game happening in between our two games. Right, right. And so I like looked over at one point and I was like, hey, what's the score of your guys' game? And MKU was up two to one. And then I see Irvington losing their minds. And they go, we tied, we tied. And I was like, oh, wow, interesting. They've tied. And then they again lost their minds. And when I heard the final whistle, Irvington was just screaming and cheering because they came back from losing 2-1 to winning 3-2. It did seem like the cheers in that game were pretty even-sided. Like I kept looking to try to figure out who was winning based on cheering. And yeah. it was like one for one for one for one. Yeah, it was, it felt it was like, cool. It felt like the finals itself. It was so tight. And honestly, two teams that I'm glad to see moving up. Well, only Irvington is moving up. No, they both are. Oh, are they? Yep. Sorry, MKU. Thanks to yeah. the results of another game that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Um, yeah, so next game, if we're emotionally Oops. prepared to discuss, is do it. Uh, a game that technically didn't finish, but we ended at 5-0 Garfield over Intermonon. Yeah. Talk us through it. Okay, so... Here are some things you need to know before we get to the sad part. Um, The team played amazing. It was, if you can think about uh, the Southside game, 
how tough we played in the first half. But mm-hmm. with that midfield support that we were kind of lacking to get the deal done, we had that nailed. Um, recent guest of the pod, Chopay, scored four goals. Um, Nate, who is our general striker, he mm, that bush sound. He scored a goal. So we were up five nothing with about ten minutes to go. Everyone played amazing. I can't say enough. Um, every single person just looked like ready to win. And honestly, we didn't really care that much about that game. Like we were already going to finish 500 inner Monon's great, like whatever. Um, but we were winning five to nothing in an honestly borderline demoralizing way for inner Monon. Um, however, uh, right around that mark, um, boyfriend of the pod, Andrew, my lover, um, he boyfriend of the entire pod, <laughs> the entire pod. He went in, in the second half with about 10 minutes left for the first time. Missed the first half, as he does at 6.30 games, which, once again, would like to point out that we've had almost entirely 6.30 games this season. Jason? Um, But he went in, and I started filming because I was like, oh, I want to get some good action shots of Andrew. And he was set up really lovely on this cross right in front of the goal. He wanted to jump and hit it with his head. But right before his jump, um, he heard something snap. Um, it snapped so loudly that Intermon on goaltender Andrew Detmer said he thought it was his own ACL. Um, oh. Everyone near him heard it. Um, so the game did stop for some emergency situations. We spent uh, quite some time in the hospital after that. He's doing great. We'll talk about it more on the injury report later. Um, but yeah, that game ended in kind of a bummer and in a way that um, I just want to make sure that the team gets the credit they deserve for being so incredible in the first half. And also, Intermonon were such good sports. No one was pissed, at least outwardly, that we didn't finish the game. Um, a lovely woman whose name I'm still tracking down, who is a nurse practitioner on their team, she got the bones stabilized before ER got, or before the EMTs got there. And wow. they were like, wow, you did our job for us. And another <laughs> nice woman who's also a medical professional, whose name I don't know. Um, everyone was so helpful and so great. Um, as I said earlier in the season, for some reason, I could never pinpoint it, but I never really liked Intermonon. Um, that stigma is gone. Um, I'm honestly <laughs> just like so grateful for the sports that they were. Um, everyone, when I apologized for not finishing the game, was like, oh my God, how much more would you have beaten us by? Like, you guys are great, whatever. I didn't hear um, one negative comment about wrapping it up early or really even getting beat like 5-0. Like, yeah. they were fine. It was it was honestly another, we talk about it all the time, a classic Indy City football game. Good sportsmanship, good soccer. Um, Shopee did a celebration goal that his dog also celebrated with him on the field. So that was really cool. I have a video if you want to see it later. Please. More games. More games. There's also video of the break. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do have it if you guys nope. want to see it Don't later. want to see that. It's not close up, though. It's not, but it's high enough res you can zoom in. Oh, not on an Android. Or pass. Oh. Which both okay. your sister and I have i'm oh, pretty sure yeah, yeah yeah you both are android so users. we neither of us had any luck with that oh so sorry she did show me the x-ray though which i'm grateful for because that was informative I had apple no that's a no, samsung with an apple sticker jason all right moving on <laughs> uh so our first compass cup game last compass. uh compass cup of the or last compass cup game of this year we had Southside versus real west 
obviously this was a personal game for us Southsiders. Yeah. Um, cause we had a lot of injuries during last year's matchup. Uh, we lost one person to a concussion and another to a torn ACL. Um, so both were out the remainder of the season. One came back, uh, our concussed friend Jane did not. She also like, she was out through December of last year, but anyway, we came out on top this year, three to one. Southside was very, very proud, very happy. We didn't have to give away our champagne this year, so that was always a win. We got to drink our own champagne. Speaking of that, I've heard, um, I've been prompted to ask about Kyle on your team having some trouble popping the champagne. No comment. I don't. Kyle has never drank champagne before, I guess. He's also, like, very young. But I handed him. He's of legal drinking age. He's up, he's up drinking age. Yeah, legal drinking age. Maybe he just hasn't discovered the joy of a bubbly. Right. But I helped. Uh, I handed it to him because he is a co-captain with me. And then I handed it to Ben Davis, who tore his ACL last year. So Ben clearly has opened a champagne bottle before. I know the took feeling. The, took, the, you know, took the foil off, unscrewed that little wire thing. And popped the thing off real quick, and I was just starting to shower people with champagne. And then Kyle handed me back the bottle and said, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> and then the Mormon on our team, who cannot drink, <laughs> Sam, took the bottle and opened it. And he said, I'm a Mormon. I know how to open a bottle of champagne. You have a clearly have some issues here. So, Kyle. Uh, but Kyle got it done. And I don't know, I, on his Twitter, there's a very cool picture of him. Yeah. Like, shooting off some champagne so should we start a gofundme to buy kyle a champagne saber i think we talked about hopefully next year uh we're gonna bring a saber you can use a meat cleaver also that I sounds a, more fun i feel like i, I have, have more use for a meat borrow. cleaver yeah. it's an applicable tool in the household so gonna say champagne popping is something that Southside will be working on in the off season i can give you some pointers if you guys want to come over we planned on carrying you and you are yeah. the resident expert I, so. it's all i drink Ain't that in bush <laughs> um so i'm gonna go out of order to cover the other Comp compass cup game since we are on the topic um so we had the near east versus old north and old north came out three to one over near east i mean this was a big win for old north who had lost quite a few games in a row Right. So getting back on top, play, beating Near East in a Compass Cup game. Um, this was a game that they played last year, and Old North won one, I believe, like one to zero. And we so joke a close. lot about Old North because Matt Maple said built to win, and they weren't one of the top teams. But I do think they're still a formidable team, and I think the momentum of that win might factor into how that they play in the playoffs. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're... They're playing Old Speedway City. I'm going to call it the Battle of the Olds. Um... Yeah. I think it could be really interesting and I think that that win mattered to them. Yep, that was that was big for them. In our last League 2 game, we have Bates Hendricks versus Sporting White River. Bates Hendricks came out on top 6 to 5, which earned them their regular season champions. I mean, Bates is tough. We've been talking about it all season, even when they had stuff going wrong. We're just clapping for Bates Hendricks. Oh, I was like, what are you doing with your hands? Um, We're clapping for you, Bates <laughs> Hendricks, even though I didn't get the joke. Um, not even a joke. Congratulations. It's awesome. I mean, we played Bates. They're so good. They're, they're so good. good. I can't wait to see. I cannot wait to see what they do in League One, even in the playoffs. 
Mm -hmm. Um, I think I looked at the playoff standings. They don't have a road to like clear victory, but they have a road to go deep, I think. Mm -hmm. And that is really cool. Yeah. I know, so I walked over with like a few minutes to spare in this game because um, obviously our the remainder of the league office was preoccupied on uh, with some legs. What's going on? Everyone has a face. It's fine. Um, now I'm missing out on the inside we'll, we'll joke. We'll tell you later. Okay, regardless, uh, I'm pretty sure when I walked over, someone told me that uh, it was like 6-1 in favor of Bates Hendricks. And so I don't know how we got to 6-5. I must have just misheard, but exciting regardless it's a it's a surprising score but i don't know what you're pointing out to me and i as i was updating the standings like i was updating the board live so when people left they knew who got promoted and who got relegated who got relegated or no yeah you said who got relegated sorry but um <laughs> so the toilet who got promoted who didn't who got relegated who didn't uh i specifically bates folks did say that this was an extremely icf game they said Sporting Right River, this was the most fun that they had as a, as a game. I have a friend, Noah Simpson. Uh, he's a ref and also a player for Sporting Right River. But he said that um, he had a lot of fun this game. He acknowledged that uh, Bates was the better team. But he said Bates played in a way so that they didn't feel like they were... like he's, he, His wording was they played down to, to our level, which made it so everyone had fun. So I think the Bates people said they had fun. Sporting River folks said that they had fun. They both said it was an ICF game. So I think like that's really good. And I think that shows that just because one team is better than the other, which both teams acknowledge that in this situation, you can still have a great game. You can still have fun. You don't have to uh, – you know, the better team or, or even the team that's not better doesn't have to be super competitive and make the game unfun for a majority of the folks. So I think that this was a great way to – in the regular season for these two teams. Um, and like we said, Bates, I think that they've been clearly probably going back to last year, the team that we probably thought was going to go up. And they came out fast out of the gate, right? Like there's never been, I think, yeah, they, a week where we weren't talking about. They whooped our ass week one. They We played them the first week of our quote-unquote new system. Um, mm. And and we, four two. We both it, played them yeah, four two. Yeah, we both played them four two. But I, what I would like to say is, even though we were frustrated because we were like expecting to do better than that in that game, um, they also play a really lovely, clean, nice game. Bates, um, we'll miss you in League Two. I think that's what I'd like to say. I uh, might write a little obituary. Um, the only League Two team I'm personally going to miss. Um, that's all I'm going to say. Was that our last game of League Two? Yes. What's next? I can talk about standings. I can move on to League One. Do it, goddess. Do whatever you want. Uh, so three teams got promoted. We have yes. number one, Bates Hendricks. They had 27 mm. points. Two, Irvington with 22. And three, MKU also with 22. Wow. So as we so, talked about, that Irvington win pushed yeah. them ahead of MKU. Yeah, because MKU already had 22 points going into this week. I did see MKU and out and about trying to get some extra points this weekend. Did that end up mattering? Yes. Oh, that's weird. It's like getting ICF points matters. Crazy. Huh. Mm. More on that later with League One. Uh, so fourth place is Intermonon with 21. So they were in the running to be promoted. Their loss to Garfield prevented them from doing so. Even if, I don't know, if they had tied, 
Do you know they would have gone up? Who would have stayed down? Cole Irvington? is pantomiming, so it's difficult. Because they would have had twenty-two. For those of you not here, I'm trying to do some retroactive math. Okay. If basically, if three teams have had twenty-two, who would have stayed down? I listened to the pod last week. I'm sure we talked I about it. I hate math, but retroactive <laughs> math might be my least favorite kind it's of math. It's terrible. <laughs> I think I failed that. Right. I have nightmares every week that I have to finish a math class in college, and it's too complicated, and I can't, and I can't graduate. <laughs> Go Continuing on. on, fifth, Southside Soccer Club with 20, Garfield 19, Fountain Square 15, uh, Speedway 15, Old North 14, Real West 7, White River 5, and Near East 3. So these are just soccer points when we're talking about seeding here somewhat shortly. Uh, we'll be adding in those ICF points. That draw against old speedway is really coming back to bite us in the ass. It's fine. Did you want to get promoted? Southside hadn't thrown some No, games, I just wanted to end up in the spot Southside is. Whoa, that's an awful ac accusation that I will vehemently deny Cole. on the podcast. We did not throw anything. Cole. How dare if, you? If you'd won one more game. What would that have done? There's a lot standings? of ifs. If if other teams would have won more games, would we have even been in the conversation? Uh, no, we would have Cole, lost. Did you or did you not have people playing in wrong positions during that game? This is my Katie Couric moment, and I am here for it. <laughs> <laughs> did we have people playing in positions they normally don't play? Yes. But did we have people that weren't there, so we had to get creative? Yes. A uh, quick math question. Maybe you can do this in your head. I'm not accusing you because I think you did the right thing. But what I want to ask you is if you guys had played played your hearts out at that game, which I think... Played you, our hearts out. I know, we tried no, very stop hard. stop it. This is not what I'm asking. This is what I'm asking. If you had won that game, regardless of effort, just say if you had won your game against Intermonon and we had also beat Intermonon, would you have been promoted? If we would have won, we would have been promoted no matter how you how your game would have gone. Oh, huh. that's interesting. And listeners, we'll let you decide... The situation. And now, back to you, someone not me. <laughs> we were here with Charles and Brian from Big Brother, Big Sister of Indiana. Is that? Central Indiana. Central Indiana. All right. Welcome to, to the podcast, fellas. Thanks Appreciate for having us. Having yeah, yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it. We were just discussing, Carrie, uh, before this, uh, we have a potential... AC Mile Square recruit and a potential Massive United recruit sitting here with us. Can't wait to see what you guys uh, can bring on the field. <laughs> if either of you happen to move south, um, especially if you uh, are a goalkeeper, we're always in need of a backup uh, down in Garfield Park. You're looking at two guys wearing glasses, so I don't know if you want a goalkeeper. <laughs> you know, I got LASIK last year. It changed my life. About it. <laughs> uh, well, I uh, appreciate you guys uh, coming out. Uh, for those of you uh, who are listening to this podcast for the first time, Welcome. You're very lost. Uh, but second, if you're if you're a player who is here intentionally, you'll know that we uh, uh, started a relationship with Big Brother Big Sister of Central Indiana uh, because we've been talking about them in in every email, uh, and you've known that there is a uh, an opportunity to become what you guys call a big, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, a big to a little uh, and help. Um, well, I'm I'm not going to tell you. Your, your t tell us a little bit about what Big Brother Big Sister does. Yeah, totally. So uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters does one-to-one -one youth mentoring. Right. Uh, we match adult volunteers with kids in the community. Uh, we work with kids from the ages of 8 to 18 and enroll kids from the ages of 8 to 14. Um, the whole foundation is about long, strong relationships. Mm -hmm. So we ask for a one-year commitment up front. Um, 
because as just a matter of fact, it's stressful to introduce a new relationship into a child's life. For sure. But we have data that shows that after a year of sustained mentorship, that positive impact outweighs the initial cost and continues even if the relationship ends at that one year mark. So mm -hmm. we're really looking at the sustained impact of having a mentor rather than, you know, one-off things that make a positive impact, having these sustained relationships that can be really, really life-changing. That's incredible. And I think one of the things that uh, makes this such an aligned relationship, uh, you know, Indy City Football is all about developing strong neighbor, uh, neighborhoods, right? Uh, we call it neighborhood soccer for good. Uh, and the way it's structured is incentivizing good citizenship. And that begins with relationships and it begins with investing in to uh, your community. Uh, sometimes that means picking up trash. Sometimes that, that means, uh, um, you know, going and, and giving blood. And sometimes that means really being an important part of, of a, a child's life uh, uh, and an important part of, the, of their upbringing. So, uh, Brian, you are uh, a big, right? Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit more about your relationship with your little, um, some highs, some lows, maybe what to expect for those who are thinking about doing it? Absolutely. So I became a big last November. So I'm just around nine months, nine or 10 months as a big. Um, and it's been really great. So um, started off obviously in the winter, not much to do outside. Um, so we went to Sky Zone, we went to movies, we went and just nice. got dinner, hung out. Um, and it's been really great so far. We've been able to go to the state fair this summer, um, walks around the canal. You really have the whole city, your whole imagination to work with here. Um, and it's been really great. I, at first I was really excited, really ready to get going. Um, and it didn't, I wasn't disappointed by any means, but I just kind of had to, when I was closer to getting matched, I was like getting the realization of like, okay, it may not be like a poster child match. Like they're, <laughs> these, these kids are like, some of them are going, are going through so many different yeah. difficulties in their lives. Might not be a poster child match for you or the kid. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's another thing. It's like, I'm, I'm worried. Like I'm not, maybe I'm not perfect for it. Maybe I'm not a right fit, but there was a point where throughout the interview process, I'm getting background checks. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like at that point I fully trusted the big brothers, big sister staff to make this match worthwhile for me and my little. Okay. Um, and I'm called myself a pretty extroverted, outgoing person. Sure. My little's definitely a little more introverted. Um, and at first that was a little bit of a difficulty for me because I just kind of wanted to keep a conversation going. But I, at one point I just had to get used to a minute of silence isn't the worst thing in the world. Like right. I might be going crazy internally, but I know <laughs> like if, if he doesn't want to talk, he's not going to talk and that's totally okay. I, like we've definitely still gotten very close over the last several months, um, which has been really great. He's definitely come out of his shell around me. Um, and that's been, that's been really cool to see. That's awesome. And I, I think one of the things that's uh, important uh, to remember is that sometimes it's just showing up, right? Absolutely. That's being there, being reliable. 100%. Right. Absolutely. We always now, say, sorry, uh, we always say we don't have to be a perfect person to be a perfect mentor. You just right. have to be present. Exactly. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and I heard you talking about activities that you're doing with your uh, little, and I, you know, we talked about this off air, but I want to make sure that you know that you guys, you can bring him to the uh, Indy City Football This is the beginning of our youth development model. That's right. <laughs> season end. Uh, a season end party. We'll be having both of our um, championship games. It'll be a great environment. People will be cheering. People will be playing drums and uh, other things like that. It'd be a very, very soccer environment. Yeah. Uh, we'd love to have you uh, enjoy that experience, but also 
uh, you know, bring your little as part of that uh, that experience. So yeah, and soccer is his favorite sport. So I think this oh. this might be perfect. Yeah. Now, now I am serious about the youth development model. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I, we're gonna skip a, a, ahead a little bit because you guys, much like Indy City Football, are uh, uh, geography based, right? Talk talk a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. Uh, so the the short version of that is that we match within twenty minutes of where our uh, like we would match a big with a little who lives within 20 minutes of where they live or sure. where they work, mm-hmm. prioritizing where they work or sorry, prioritizing where they live. Um, the intent being that we, we want to be a reflection of the community back to itself. We want right. to be creating spaces for neighbors to serve neighbors, to facilitate these like authentic relationships between, you know, people living in the same area. And I think that um, that's the model that results in the, the healthiest and the strongest relationships. That's what we try and do. Yeah, and I'll add on on top of that, we with that we cover we may be central Indiana, but we just cover Hamilton, Marion, and Johnson County right. youth. Not to say if someone if a big a potential big lives outside of there, they can still if they're within twenty minutes of someone from one of those counties, sure, they can still be matched. Right, and I think one of the uh, exciting opportunities about this relationship means because we're also geography based, uh, adding a little to your soccer team as a non-playing team member. Uh, is a way to actually double your impact. Whoa, and you know they got a carpool. Right. That sounds like points. So you're getting transit points. points, You're getting, uh, you know, uh, built-in activities uh, to be able to, you know, take your little to to shared volunteer activities. Um, They also, obviously, as a non-playing team member, will get a jersey. So they'll feel like a, 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 not just uh, that relationship with you, but the relationship with with the the entire neighborhood in a really cool way. So I'm excited to kind of see how that's going to play out uh, in uh, season 10 next year. Uh, very excited uh, about that. Um, I've already learned a lot from what we've talked about, but do you guys have maybe some frequently asked questions about the program that people might ask? I've definitely gotten, and this is also from people who may not even know I'm a big, like if I'm at, I also, to preface, I also work for Big Brothers Big Sisters, so it's kind of taking over my life, but, um, <laughs> but like if I'm at a tabling event and someone comes up and asks like what the time, like how much time you dedicate to the, to being a big, I had one person come up to me not too long ago and was like, so you have to, you have to do like 16 hours a month for this. Right. And I'm like, no, not like that's not like it's four to like, we recommend four to six hours right. a month. Right. Or two to four times hanging out throughout the month. Yeah, what I'm hearing is you bring the kid to four soccer games. Yeah, and you, that's what I'm hearing. That's you're doing a great, it's you're doing yeah. great work. Commitment than recording this silly podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does the day to day look like? So you talked a little bit about the minimum commitment of hours, but outside of um, those hours, is there any other work that you have to do? Can Can I throw in a fun hours? No, stat? yeah, you can. Okay, cool. Go Thank ahead, you. Charles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I always like to add that uh, the average American adult spends around like between three and four hours a day on their phone. Mm. So it's like the monthly commitment is about what our daily commitment to our phone is. Right. So I think like with that in mind, uh, always a just an encouragement to like you know be off our phones a little bit, but also an encouragement that like the time commitment is really really in like the manageable realm. That right. it's like you know most people have time. Well, and yeah. I think I think too just uh, from a uh, indie city football. Uh, uh, experience like the idea of being able to have an impact in a, in a single kid's life uh, is incredible but the idea that we as a community can kind of take on uh, a shared commitment uh, towards a number of kids uh, obviously it's not gonna be a, a fit for every single person uh, but the idea that we can uh, impact Indianapolis through those relationships 
uh, in a very real way, I think is one of the reasons I'm very excited about mm-hmm. uh, this new and budding uh, partnership uh, as well. So uh, do you have any favorite memories of, uh, about, uh, you know, you said it's been a, a few months now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So probably since November, um, I think, so we went to the state fair just a few weeks ago and that was probably one of my favorite times we've spent together. Sure. Um, one part being like you asked about the day to day too, like summer, summer can get super busy. Like I definitely right. had a very busy summer and there were, there was a long stretch where I wasn't able to see him, mm-hmm. but that's one point where I have to still keep in contact. I would go through his mom to plan things, ask how he's doing, ask how the family's doing. Um, I'm now able to text him. So that's, that makes things a lot easier too, especially like planning wise. Um, but now I'm getting off track and I don't remember. Oh, favorite memory. Favorite memory. <laughs> State fair. So yeah, this was right after like a pretty long, like the longest uh, quote unquote break we've taken between hanging out with each other. And it's like, it's like, I wouldn't even say we didn't skip a beat because it was like above and beyond like the best time we've had together. Like I got the pickle pizza and he thought I was like a freak. <laughs> like he could not look at me the same, but like we definitely like talked like so much more than we normally did. Um, and it was a lot of just catching up. Like we hadn't been with each other for a few weeks. Um, so we talked about our summers and just kind of went over, did some rides that he had fun with. Um, yeah. And then saw me, in my demise in the pickle pizza, which I loved. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> I was a big fan, but he literally could not give me like a straight face without. I, I might be on team little here. I'm looking at you differently. I, than so I was. I'm not, but I'm curious because you said demise. Like, was there an incident post consuming well, the pizza? Not, well, I don't know if he'll ever look at me the same, but. <laughs> He's already requested a new map. I mean, he has to, like, if he saw the guy in front of me order pizza with crickets on it, like, I'm not the weirdest one out there. Yes, yeah, sure, Indiana sure. State Fair. There's some crazy stuff. But. Absolutely. But yeah, it was, it was great. I'm curious uh, a little bit about the kind of support that you have access to because, you know, I, I feel like any relationship is tough enough already. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a relationship where there's a, a generation gap, I think has its own challenges. Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of support can a, a big uh, expect to have? Yeah. So the big brothers, big sister staff was, and this is me saying it even before I joined the staff, Sure, but it was, they were really great on keeping up to date on monthly updates and just check-ins on how the match is going, mm-hmm. how he's doing in school, how we're getting along at our activities and whatnot. Um, so those were, those came every month. Um, and I think that was just for the first three or six months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then since then it's just been easy cause I can just walk, down the hallway in our office and talk to talk to my specialist. So each each match has a specific mentor relationship specialist yeah. that's focused mm. on that match. Yeah. I mean they have a they have a handful of matches in their portfolio, but sure. they're intentional on keeping up to date on what's going on with you, your little yeah. and how the match is so going. So what I'm hearing is you get incredible support and if you want top tier support Go and work for Big Brother. Yeah. We, are we are hiring. We are hiring. There you go. Let's call it uh, down the hall support. Yeah. Um, so, so if you if you do apply to to do this and you want um, you want to be a big, can you tell us about the match process and why why maybe it takes so long? Uh, just how it works. So yeah, I kind of hinted at it a little bit early on, but like when I was waiting. Yes, it can. You can kind of lose some patience, and but you, I kind of realized like they're doing this on purpose. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to rush a match. Like there's, mm-hmm. there's more harm that can come from that than good potentially. Um, so if you, if you stay patient, you take your time, do the background check, do the interview, do whatever you need to do. Um, it'll, it's 
well worth it. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's really about what's best for the kid, right? It's not 100%. like, oh, come on, I'm anxious to get started. It's mm-hmm. like we want to put them in the best situation. That and it's can. like sometimes maybe if you're at a certain geographical area, maybe there aren't that many options to choose from. Like Mass Ave. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and putting together a couple of those things that so we're matching with geography in mind, but also matching with like interests and personality in mind. We want to we want to make sure the match can be can be a long and strong match. Clearly not filtering for uh, pickle pizza, though. No, that's no, no. That slipped through the cracks. <laughs> that that's that's nice. next on 2023. That's like they're adding yeah. too much drama. Campaign materials coming out soon. Yeah, there you uh, go. 87% of our matches make it at least a year. Oh, that's Amazing. incredible. The reason yeah. for that is because we are really careful when we match. Yeah. And so the great. process can take like four to five months. But the truth is that we're looking for the person who's going to be a perfect fit. Now, talk to us a little bit about the opportunity. Uh, I was telling you guys off offline uh, that for the very first time, uh, going into season 10 of Indy City Football, we're having an active off season. So we're actually going to be... What? Nobody told me. <laughs> technically, not a, not, uh, uh, technically not announcing it until the 15th. Uh, to the entire league. Do I have to do the podcast in off season? No. <laughs> I know, I'm just joking. Uh, I'm part of this. Uh, but one of the little breadcrumbs that we give uh, people who listen to the podcast is like an insight into the the back uh, the back end of what the what plans are, are going. So um, I'm excited about not just the ability for uh, people next year who are playing for their teams during the summer to engage. But you actually have the opportunity to engage over the winter. So talk to me a little bit about what that need is in Central Indiana. Uh, how many kids do you guys have? What what does that look like, and how will we be helping you guys uh, accomplish that goal? Yeah, so I started Big Brothers Big Sisters in July of 2021. Okay, um, coming off the pandemic, there was around 1,100 kids waiting for mentors, mm. and that at the time was the most kids that ever been waiting for mentors. Right, Big Brothers Big Sisters uh, here in Indy. Um, since then, we've had more volunteer inquiries month over month yeah. than the previous years. And at the same time, we had so many kids asking for support that now there are over 1,400 kids waiting for mentors, which is the new highest there's ever been. Um, wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so so there's just a huge need for mentors. Mm-hmm. Wherever you are in the city, I promise there's a kid waiting. And and so just right. like anywhere in, in Marion, Hamilton, and Johnson County, there are kids waiting for support, um, more than we've been able to provide so far. Right. Well, and I think a little, like a another little fact there with that is like in Johnson County, there may not be as many littles waiting just for population reasons, less sure. populated, but the average wait time for boys down there is over two years. Wow. Like that. That's devastating. Yeah. And I think my little, we matched in November. I think he waited maybe like eight months. Mm-hmm. I think he was on the wait list for a while. And that's in the heart of downtown. Like especially male mentors is a huge need for us. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, I'm glad that we can uh, provide a, a, uh, <laughs> a community of potential folks who can uh, help you uh, chip that away. So, Podcast listeners, you heard it here first. Like, What a great opportunity to give back to the community, get some ICF points, and contribute to our youth development soccer program. That hasn't happened yet, but it's in the works. <laughs> um, thank you guys both so much for coming. Thank you for being a sponsor for ICF. It's huge. Yes. I love seeing your banner on the goals every week. Um, we really, really appreciate it. Um, can't wait to talk to you guys in the off season once we have more solidified plans and potentially potentially uh, see you on playing. the pitch next oh, year. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'll see you on the fifteenth. The, yeah, there oh, we yeah, go. Yeah. After party, more on that later. Love it. Can't wait. Thank but you. thank you guys. It We're was, really excited about it. Yeah, it's you're great. the best. It was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it.
Jason, you want to walk us through week one scores? The Havillians. The Havillians over Midtown, 10 to 1. What made this game special is it was Patrick's first goal. It for the was. Year, wasn't it? Second goal for the year. Oh. Second goal for and, the year. Oh, thank God I'm not crying. And Eli's first goal of the year. And? This is not what made it special. What made it special is Jason's freak of a upper 90 free kick to secure the win. Yeah. Everyone's talking about it. <laughs> I was in the ER with Andrew. Nine one, it's and dicey. I was in the ER with Andrew, and I'm getting texts about this. I'm not joking. It was yeah. the most absurdly beautiful goal would like, you call it a worldie? Because that's a term yes. I learned last season. Yes. Oh. But what I would like to say. Olympique? Is when, no, it's not Olympic. No. I don't remember what that that's means. A, that's a goal off a corner. <laughs> like the person who takes the corner scores. But the way that Jason described it at Ralston's was I scored on a penalty kick. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. Like they let you take the penalty kick. And he's like, yeah, no. like there's the wall. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? So we, we. We quickly got on the same page. No, Free he, kick, he upper 90. bent it around the wall, beat a goalie, upper 90 free kick. Outstanding. Yeah, off the off the post and behind everybody. Jason. Goal of the season. Couldn't, couldn't Goal of the season. Slow we clapping scored a lot of play. goals. Um, Jason, I know that there have been rumors of you. Uh, you've been fiddling with retirement a lot over the last couple seasons. Do you think that this goal renewed your interest in being a playing team member for Hawville? Oh. Uh, I'll probably be sticking around okay. for another year. Okay. At least. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Am yeah, I becoming a hard-hitting journalist? Are you, are you <laughs> coming to play in the Compass Cup next year on Real West? Or are you committed to Hawville for next year? Uh, he lives in Hawville. I, 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 would live, I would do Hallville. You live on the west side. Yeah, but I would I would join another Jason, west side team before I joined Real West. Okay. Jason bleeds power pink until he moves to Speedway. Power I'll, pink I'll, until it turns a little bit orange. I'll, I'll, be, on, I'll be on Hallville's next team next We'll year. chat with Patrick a little more um, after this, but let's move on with some League One scores. We're not done talking about my goal yet. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we need at least five more allotted minutes talking about Jason's goal. <laughs> hey, it only happens once a year. I will so. say, Jason, how he likes his. to announce his things. He does like the Michael Scott in that episode <laughs> when Michael's, it was Michael's birthday and he goes and tells everyone else happy birthday. And they're like, it's not my birthday. And he's like, oh, they're like, is it your birthday, Michael? And he's like, yes. And he's like, happy birthday, Michael. <laughs> That's how Jason <laughs> likes Good to goal, announce Jason. all of his Great game, things. everyone. He says, oh. someone else scored a cool goal. No. <laughs> someone else scored a cool goal. No. Well, then it must have been me. Okay, I but, scored an amazing okay. goal here. But on that same thread, not about how the way Jason like displays his goals, but what I would say is Jason has two goals in two seasons, and they're both really extraordinary goals, right? Can right. you tell us a little bit? Remind he said us. You're you right. I know. Remind us. <laughs> no. Re it's, and by us, I mean probably anybody but me because I somehow do remember this because I was just learning about soccer. It's extraordinary that I score a goal at all. I know, so. but tell us about your goal last season. Uh, last season, I was subbing in with Sporting White River. Correct. Playing keeper, and I scored the game deciding goal um, off a corner kick from. The other goal. I just spilled beer, guys. Um, I actually didn't know until just this moment that you weren't playing for Hawville in that game. 
He was playing for a different team. I didn't right. know that. We will continue the uh, League One scores. We have Mapleton, six, or no. Yeah, Mapleton, six. Massachusetts, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts Avenue. Comau. Two. Uh, that was a big game for Mapleton. Mapleton was a team last year that we thought was really, really good. They kind of wavered in the end, but beating a top six team um, in Massachusetts Avenue United, um, six to two going in the last week of the regular season, I think is a major it's huge. result it's for huge. them. Um, and we'll talk a little later, but they were top four before and newsflash update. Nope. Breaking no. news, Later. they are still top four. Here's the, also one <coughs> I thing, didn't say what position they are. I said they're just top four. That's fine, but what I would like to say before we move on, and it's not what you're going to cover later, is that when we were interviewing our good buds, Alejandro and Fabio, from that team, they were still a middling team. Like, they weren't, they weren't quite at the top or a top contender, and they have delivered since that interview, and I'm so excited to see what they I think do we the showed them the math of everything that could happen over the next two weeks, and they were just inspired. And it was mostly off the field because they, Absolutely. yeah, they had two matches that were mid-table teams, and they were a mid-table team, just like you said. And they would have to have a lot of things go well out off the field, be very involved in the community, and they committed to us on. And they had to see some losses too from some competitors. Yep. More on that later. All right. Then we have Riverside City, 11, Upper Downtown, 1. Is that about what we expected? I don't think yep. we need to talk about that much. Um, Except we have an important update from Upper Downtown, which involves mostly not their team, but something their team has had for a while that has been found. The shorter's found. <laughs> Man, uh, the you guys, we're literally. Well, I guess I'm literally looking at them. I was like, "How do you not know what I'm talking about?" They're here. The uh, both ICFLTP PBTSL1 and L2GOTW trophies. It's the podcast game of the week for those of you who don't care for initials. Um, you may recall the episode where we went into the Shorters' home and dug through their belongings trying to find these. They were in their storage unit. They did not mention they had a storage unit on that I, episode. I, that was my first thought. Feels as well. like place number one. We should have. Looked. I know when <laughs> when they when Jenny sent us that picture, she's like, "We found it the storage unit." I was like, "Son of a bitch! You never told us you had a storage unit. That could have been like an episode of Storage Wars." But <laughs> we, could we have chose. They we didn't could have tell us money. On I know gets to go in first and just like, taking yeah. their stuff. Ugh. Damn it. Anyways, good news is they're both back. And uh, we'll worry about them more next year. And it was already pretty solidified, but uh, with that game, Upper Downtown uh, relegates down to League Two. And I can't wait to play them next year, honestly. Uh, good team, nice people. Can't wait. I'm very excited. I know they're excited for League Two, and we're excited to see them, especially in these playoffs. It's almost like trying to get if, people to join your cult, right? Like, if you come down and to League Two. Please. Carrie, if you and Upper Downtown win all of your games on Thursday, you will play each other next Thursday. I know, but that will require us to win our first game against Near East United, which personally I do not believe will be a trial, and then also get the rematch we've been waiting for all season, and by that I mean for the last five weeks, three and then, weeks, but then they'll against need Southside Soccer Club. And then they need to win as well. Yeah. There's a lot that needs to happen. There's but, a lot. I can't wait. But the bracket is in, like, 
it's not unforeseeable for you to play Upper Downtown this year. This year, which I know would be that. great. I looked at the bracket today. A nice, a nice like executive, ICF executive versus ICF executive game. I do like that. And if you win, yeah, no matter what, basically. No, not if they lose. Uh, Jason's playing with the paper, which means we need to move on. <laughs> the big, we haven't talked about this one, right? So No, but I can't wait. If I know you haven't said think. it, then no. <laughs> a big upset here that it's no huge. one saw coming. A let it go Pogues run over Sporting Heron Morton. Six to five. Our sweet, oh, sweet pogies. Um, <gasps> here's some inside intel. Well, Jordan's going to share what happened first, and then I'm going to give you more inside <laughs> intel. <laughs> well, I have to tell you, there were three refs to this game, and all three of them were standing right here. Uh, Why first, were there three refs <laughs> for this game? Well, uh, absolute chaos. I don't what know the uh, what the cycle of the moon was, but... Uh, we looked it up. Mercury's not in retrograde. Mercury's not Jordan in retrograde. was with me when I looked it up. I, I, something I else no must idea. be bumming something you out. Something else is going on, but it was a wild night. I, uh, you know, we're going to talk about injuries and, and uh, uh, kind of removing uh, uh, more than one player for... for, uh, for uh, Forever. Life, really. Yeah, right. It was just insane. It's you, Patrick. Just joking. So <laughs> I actually started out the game saying, Goodbye hey, guys. Forever. Uh, I've had a really bad day and here are all the reasons why. So like, give me a break on this one. And it was just a beautiful game. Like it was a very Indy city football game. Uh, well, those sweet, sweet pogies, of course. Yeah. The pogies are incredible. Uh, Heron Morton, uh, really, we don't get any, um, play, uh, complaints from them. Although I will say they're usually up. And so, uh, you know, there's, there, you know, it's a different experience when you're not up and you're used to being up. Um, but it was just a good, good, clean game. Unfortunately, uh, along the theme of the night, uh, Nick from uh, Sporting Hair Morton. At uh, Nick has thoughts on Twitter. That's right. Um, I follow him. I don't know him. Yeah. Feel creepy. He's a great guy, uh, but uh, he he tore an ACL and thought somebody had kicked him, and everybody around was like, "Hey, dude, uh, Achilles." I'm sorry. Um, and and everybody around was like, "No, sorry, man. We you're you're toast." And so. He was out, and then some stuff was going down on another field, so I asked Shelby to jump in as a ref, and so she jumped oh, in as Shelby a ref. Shelby Street, two-time all-star ref. That's right. Oh. Uh, really quickly, I had been told, and maybe this was in the like confusion of me being in the emergency room waiting to get in sure. um, with my bow, um, were Heron Morton already playing one down? Yes, they were. Correct. So they were... Now it was a... It was a seven on eight. To they, had a, they had uh, a they had a a lady player go down pretty early, and so they've struggled with um, yeah. w uh, women players this year, and have played several games down, and they're we're playing this down already. And they've won quite a few. Yeah, no, down. they've been incredible, and as we know, the the habit from their uh, incredible goalkeepers to uh, sign up for the season and not show up till playoffs. Uh, so they're still, I would say, even though they have a tough uh, they have a tough draw. I think Irvington's playing really well. They're still gonna have a challenge uh, in the playoffs. But anyway, at some point, Shelby couldn't ref anymore, and so Cole jumped in. And it then wasn't I, that I couldn't. I just didn't want yeah, to. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> fair enough. So Best Cole, reason ever. So Cole jumps in, and then, like, uh, whatever happened on the other other uh, field was, like, calming down, and Carl was like, you know there's somebody in the car waiting for these guys. So then I jumped back in, and it was a, it was a real tag team effort and there. But it ended up. Uh, Pogues run. I'm telling you, the last play of the game scored a goal. They won. What was it five to four or something like that? Six five. Six five. Uh, yeah. And really, uh, really had a great showing for the end of the season. So 
That's I've only refed two Atletico Pogues run games, and both of them were basically last-minute goals to win. Those sweet Pogues. Oh, we love just, them. Yeah, both incredible ICF-style games, both uh, incredibly dramatic and exciting soccer. Uh, so, you know, good so on you guys. Here's the backstory also of my inside intel is um, because I was unable to drive Andrew's car to the emergency room due to shock. Um, while I was waiting in the emergency room, my sister, Katie, who is a non-playing team member for Pogues, um, she was waiting with me, and she texted me. Your and twin sister. My twin sister. I think it's important to Oh, okay, out. cool. Um, still has some scars, I see. Um, <laughs> so Katie was waiting with me, and she said to me, hey, the Pogues just beat Heron Morton. And I was like, what? That's amazing. And then, like, 25 to 35 minutes later, Shelby, who I'd like to point out did referee part of that game, <laughs> was like, whoa, Pogues beat Heron Morton. And I learned that that was like a big moment at the after party, right? Like it was. when everyone found out that no one assumed that that had happened. No. And somehow everyone at yeah. the after party found out that at it Ralston's because I, so when I was tapped to come ref, it was like 10 to 15 minutes into the first half of this Pogues game. Pogues was down 2-0. And then like shortly after Pogues scored, and then I don't remember if Huron Morton scored again or not. Huron Morton. So when Shelly gave Huron. me the game, it was two to one, Heron Morton. And when I handed the game to Jordan, it was three to two, Heron Morton. So Pogue scored four goals in the last 15 minutes of the game. Insane. And they're without star player Kendall Goldbranson. I don't know that. Kenny, have you scored a goal this season? I'm not sure. Uh, we'll get more to that on the injury report later. Um, also, just real quick, that was Sporting Heron Morton's ninth loss. Holy shit. Pogies! Jesus. Somebody buy those pogies a beer. We got to do something for the pogies. Maybe get them a bounce house. <laughs> that just seems like something they'd like. I don't know. Go on. More scores. More scores. Martindale over Broad Ripple City, 7-2. to two. And AC Mile Square over Real Fletcher Place, 5-1. to one. Well, not much to say about that. It happened. In the final, this, these are the final soccer standings from League One. We, in first place, back-to-back -back regular season champions, Hawville CD. And we are lucky enough to have two of their players here of tonight. Course. Thank goodness. Patrick Hall, Jason Chisholm. Jason, we are recording right now at Pup, and I, I don't see the trophy. It's I know you're Pup looking for sponsor. it. No. You have it at home? No, it's Patrick. here. Patrick's sleeping with it. I sleep with it every night. I knew it. It's in the car, but it's become tradition now that we let Jason and Sam's kid break it uh, every <laughs> year. So it's, it's currently broken. in the car in two pieces. So Cool. In second. One, one piece for each season that we've won. For sure. Nice. In second, we have Riverside City, 28 points. Third, Martindale, 25 points. In fourth, after the loss, Sporting Heron Morton dropped to fourth place. In fifth, Mapleton, 22. Sixth, Massachusetts Avenue United, the Commonwealth of, 18 points. Seventh, AC Mile Square, 15. Eighth, Real Fletcher Place, 12. Ninth, Atletico Pokes Run, 10. And then in the relegation spots, we have 10th, Upper Downtown FC, 6 points. 11th, Midtown, 3 points. 
and 12th brought it up city one point. So the three teams that will played in League One this year that will be in the League Two playoffs are Upper Downtown, Midtown, and Broad Ripple City. Insane. Insane. What a season. Patrick, tell us about your Indy City football experience. How long have you been around? Is that what's happening right now? Five seasons I've Five heard seasons. with Hawville on yeah. Twitter. No, not not Hawville. Hawville's only existed. Yeah, I've no. played with for two? Two, years. two. Yeah. That's right. Broad Ripple City. I thought two, but then was my I first immediately team. regret it. Rutherford City was my first team, so I'm sad to see them go. Um, I think they'll be in a better place. I, it's just like when your dog dies. <laughs> so, jeez, I just lost my cat. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I'm so sorry. Why would you bring up memories of Dory so like that? So, were your first three I years? I said dog, damn it. Broad Ripple, Broad Ripple, Real West. Whoa. Yeah, then Hawville once it was created. So, it's been a good run. Off Have you switched each time because you moved or just personal mm-hmm. preference? Yep, I've been moving. So I've been oh, trying to stick you. with the stick with the rules of the league. We love that. We love a good rule follower. I'm type A, so it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> um, Patrick, so do you have a favorite memory of your five years in the league? Well, it, I did, and then Jason scored that freaking wonder goal. <laughs> and to see wonder the, goal. I mean, to see the look on his face, you know. Oh. It was I, like, think, I think we were all surprised. They were surprised. We were surprised. Yeah, it, it was, was a, a surprising was a joyous goal. occasion, though. Patrick, would you say that Jason has changed your life? Whoa. He has impacted me for the better. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I think we all agree. Beautiful. Um, what is, do you think you're going to start an Indy City Football Philadelphia? Oh. Indy City Football Philadelphia, huh? Philadelphia City Football. No, Indy City City Football. football, Philly City Philadelphia. I did Um, a bad job. Is Gritty coming? Listen, I don't think we can. Gritty will be there. I'm going to step in. I don't think the city of Philadelphia could (laughs) legally sign the do not be a jerk waiver. As a city... They are. I mean, a so bit we've wild. Jordan has joked about this on the um, podcast, right? So, like, um, the original like motto at Detroit was "Don't be an asshole." We had to indify it and be "Don't be a jerk," and Philadelphia's would be just like, be hey, like, "Fuck cut off!" That out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fuck you! I love We're Philadelphia. It's actually perfect then that Patrick has that microphone because it's almost gritty colored. I will say one of the things that I love about Philadelphia is how passionate they are about sports. Same. When I think it was the Eagles that won the Super Bowl, they had to butter or grease the light poles because people were trying to climb them. (laughs) So they had to butter them so that people couldn't climb it. It was too slippery to climb the post. So butter is awesome. Those are like, I mean, those are like the people that I get along with well. <laughs> but, but maybe it'll make for you, the best neighborhood friendly soccer league. Yeah, but from a yeah, from a neighborhood friendly soccer league, I think we just do a neighborhood soccer league and take out the friendly. <laughs> and I think we'd have a good spot in Philly. Yep. I agree. No. Philly City football bringing the brotherly love back to the Philadelphia. But I think it is no 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 no. I have a new idea. <laughs> Not to steal your stuff, Jordan, because I know you own the legal rights to it, but I think it's a neighborhood uh do good or soccer league mm. where you also get points for fulfilling the Philadelphia ethos of being an asshole. Nice. It's just like how it's like how in hockey hits are a stat that you keep track of. If you play fantasy hockey hits count as a positive thing, which I've never understood, but you could do that in soccer 
with this. Look, we do have some uh, work to do in terms of expanding to new cities and scaling and whatnot, but there is a point in which the only area of growth is to have a dark side <laughs> where you do be a jerk. Patrick, are you ready to be the overlord of dark Philly city football? Uh, yes. If I, if I can run it that way, yeah. 100%. Okay. Amazing. Anyone else have a question? One, for Patrick? One, shout out, one shout out to Philly while we're talking about Philly. Uh, I just want to thank the Philadelphia union because without them, we would have no chance in this world cup. We might not have qualified best academy in the united states they have surpassed fc dallas can you tell far. me the we whom you're speaking of americans yep. okay us soccer? all thir- 330 million of us are indebted to the city of philadelphia because of soccer yes, yes. well can't wait off air for someone to tell me what that means they have the nope, best no 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 but don't okay. off air if i we don't have to. Right, this podcast is gonna be eight hours long <laughs> i want to follow up to our phone interview that we had several weeks back in which Patrick was uh, found saying that he thought Hallville was going to lose to Riverside City. You guys came out on top, I believe, eight to zero. Yeah. Do you feel like an idiot, so, Patrick? Tell us all the details. <laughs> that it's was not the follow-up. Lighting a fire, carry. <laughs> I just want to know what went through your head. Like, at what point during this game were you like, "Okay, we got this"? About two minutes in. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They they played us really hard for ten minutes. And, and yeah. then we kind of figured out their game. and That Spanish-style game we keep hearing about. Doesn't do well with a German-style defense, is all I'm saying. I can't tell if you're joking or not, but I don't want to know. No, I mean, we're, he's not joking. Guys, joking. I have so much to learn. Well, here's what I would say, Patrick. Okay, so we're sitting around here. There's five of us. Three of us manage a team in this league. Um, do you have any wisdom, management insights to leave your team on this, the twilight of your Hawville management career? For my team or other team managers? Any. For other team managers, I feel like it's just like meet your team where they're at. Like Cole's team is in a social first soccer second position. Now they're getting like better at the soccer piece and it's cool to see. Our team was like a soccer first social volunteer piece second. Now we got people carpooling and riding bikes and like hanging out. So it's just like meet people where they're at. Do you have advice for a team who is going to in transit this year and who is going to finish in um, the league right behind Cole's team? Just keep riding Indigo. Just keep riding that bus. No, I don't know. Sorry. You're dead to me. Love you. It's fine. Uh, maybe break less legs. Break less legs. Ouch. Oh, sweet Andrew. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you did apply for transit points, though, right? The hospital trip? 100%. I said yeah, that to guys. I'm like, this counts as transit points. He's being escorted out of the game in a fucking ambulance. Yeah. Um, we also, um, I did not count him for blood donation points because we'd already maxed out on volunteer <laughs> points, but he gave a lot of blood at the hospital. It was just his own for and testing just, purposes. It doesn't oh, matter. I thought you were going to say he donated like the day before and he just got it all right well, back so the next day. Well, so he's going on Friday and he asked, he's like, can you guys just take blood? But he had narcotics in his system from the painkillers. Like, no, yeah. You need it. They were like, no, get out of here. <laughs> um, thank you, Patrick. Like it's, you know, what you did with Hawville in their two seasons is honestly really beautiful. Not just in terms of wins and one draw. Um, <laughs> but I think like, I love Hawville. Like it's, we talked once with some folks from other teams about if you had to pick a favorite team besides your own, what it would be. And I'm a Hawville stand for life. I think I believe in the power pink you guys got pink jerseys in your expansive year, and, when, when and you I, embraced it. When I was doing the 
uh, rostering this year. I think Hallville was the team that was picked most as a second choice. Oh. So I think that there's Aww. a lot of people in this league <laughs> who have like really like what you guys built here. And I think. Or they just the want field, to win. Well, I, I mean. Yes, but it is a beautiful thing. You're right. I'm not trying to understand. Yeah, but you. like it's one of those things where it's like if you're not contributing to the, if you're not contributing to make the team better on the field, you're probably making them worse. So I think that they were more attracted to them because of what they did on and off the field. Obviously, they were a team that won the regular season last year. They won it this year. But we are seeing them more and more outside. Right. And I think that they're like, hey, I'm not ready to fully commit to going every after party, transit to every game, doing all these volunteer events, but I want to start. And I think that they saw Hallville as a team that was going to do that. So I definitely commend Patrick for, you know, finding his team where they're at, uniting on soccer and then being like, okay, now that we're playing soccer together, let's be better neighbors in doing that. When well. Patrick, are you sure you want to move? No. It's my <laughs> wife's fault. Patrick's <laughs> wife, we love you too, she's, but... No, she's a big fan of the pod. I can't wait for... <laughs> what if you stayed? I'm talking to her, not you. <laughs> I'd hang out with you. We can go do fun stuff together. Sorry, Jen. Well, Patrick, thank you Thanks, for Patrick. the two years. Thank you, guys. This isn't the end of your interview. You're still like hosting the rest of the pod with us, but this We're is the end of your interview. Emotional. Pod. I mean, this yeah. is like I'm this emotional. Is some feelings. Also, the Bachelor starts in 30 minutes, and I have to be in Bates Hendricks by then. But whatever. You're gonna miss it. No, Carrie. Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Okay, we have a lot to talk about still besides Patrick. Correct. Uh-huh. We have a whole Please. playoffs week. We have playoffs, pl- playoff previews. We have an injury report. We have scenarios. Cole is showing me something. Oh, here's the injury report. Sorry, my phone's almost dead. And with that, I'll be doing your injury report. Now, in light of the Garfield AC game and my beloved Andrew with a broken tibia and fibula, um, we decided to... One thing this podcast is missing that a lot of other sports uh, media does have is an injury report. So we reached out to other managers to see... In addition to our broken leg that we are currently undergoing and a healing but basically good broken rib that someone else on our team, Greg Fields, looking at you, still killed it this past game. At least one assist, maybe two. Um, We looked into the league at injury reports. Um, So on Southside Soccer Club, a player lost a toenail in the last game through a weird but not dirty tackle. They did not finish the game, but Cole talked with her yesterday, and the throbbing had stopped, and she should be able to play this week. Status for the playoffs, probable. Um, Sporting Heron Morton lost, as we know, a player to a torn Achilles out for the season. Another player hoping to be back from a previous sprained ankle injury, but has not played in three weeks, six weeks. I am bad with numbers. A third player is hoping to return from a groin injury next week. Also on, all on the same team? On Heron Morton. Oh my God. Um, Tom Strait, a.k.a. Steamboat, a.k.a. Big Wheel from Broad Ripple City would like us to know that his boy Tarek broke his finger the week of his wedding. 
Oh man, which I refed, finger? I refed that finger, finger, his wedding finger. Shut up. Yes, I ref this shit. game. I tr- I grabbed this dislocated finger and tried to pull it back into place. We do Wait, know that you are the king no, of popping. Suit. No, he was the no. goalie. Cole is like really good at popping bones. I I dislocated quite a lot of things, so I was like, let me just get a hold of this. But he just came out of a goalie glove, and I was like, dude, I got no grip on this thing, so it didn't work. But he blocked a Real or uh, no Riverside City shot, and it jammed his finger and dislocated it at the where it met the hand on his wedding week Uh, all right so here's also what tom would like you to know funny this is a direct quote funny enough two of our regular players didn't play this year because they are in each other's weddings this fall they didn't want any random bruises in the photos also my boy Tarek had to stage all of his wedding photos in reverse to hide the injury whoa um, Andy from Midtown would like us to know that a guy named Tom, who played in his first game and may have been his best player ever, got kicked in the foot and has been out the rest of the season. Oh. He emailed a few weeks ago, checked in on him, and he still had limited range of motion. Speaking of which, Andy's going to check in with him this week. Intermonon lost a first-year player to a non-contact torn ACL season injury. Another player had an existing knee injury that got worse and will require surgery and is sidelined indefinitely. Surgery. Surgery. And has been sidelined indefinitely. Charlie from MKU, who I believe is a mustache contest participant, more on that later, was riding his bicycle when he broke his wrist. Not ICF related, but still sucks, he says. He is done for the season and also missed the last two games. Um, Catherine from this is really fun. We should have been doing this all season. Catherine, I mean, it's it not, sounds terrible it's when you put fun. it all in one. It's list. not fun. It's like okay, adult, friendly, huh? you guys, adults can play neighborhood friendly soccer and not get injured, but sometimes it does happen. I just feel legit now. Catherine sustained a concussion in the match with Riverside. Um, unfortunately, a bicycle kick. Went directly at Catherine's head. She's been out since the game, oh. but is hopeful to return to the playoffs. Status probable. Yeah, don't do bicycle kicks near someone's head. Um, Tom would say, Steamboat, as we know him from Broderbull, still has injuries than that other league season. Hello, they started parking hello. the ambulance at Broderbull Park for flag football. <laughs> um. Andrea from Midtown also tore, nope, Matt Stump. So this is Mapleton. Andrea tore an ACL, MCL, or PCL, not sure which or which combo of those during the winter. She's rehabbing and looking forward to playing next year. Also, um, Martindale would like to point out that they had one dislocated shoulder and one sprained ankle. Both happened in two different ICF games more than a couple weeks back. One with lingering knee discomfort does not sound like there's any structural damage. Which initial injury happened before the season started? Sounds like they're all going to at least try and play in the playoffs. Yeah, the Bates Hendricks injury. That was not reported. So we okay. during this week? No. No, but that all wasn't this week either. <laughs> Bates broke Bates. No, these are just the people who reported. To Bates us. lost two games this year, and one of the games they lost was to Old North. Mm-hmm. And they broke, there was a, the Andrew equivalent of an arm in that game. And they took a shin guard 
and a, a couple socks and wrapped it the arm into place as it, a team. And the game ended early, similar to the Garfield intermodal game from this week. Um, but Bates came back. I think that's a story that that was very early in the season. It was their game it against was. Fountain Square. Did I miss that? It was, that was, their, a, it was game, their third game against Old North. In the third game, they lost multiple players to season-ending injuries and didn't finish that. I mean, and they lost the game oh. and they still came out winning League Two. I so forgot one. For Kendall Gilbranson, the pride of the Pogies, still has a chipped bone in his big toe, but I think he's been cleared by his doctor to play in the playoffs. We'll see. Wow. And that's the end well, of the injury reports, which takes us to the playoffs. So let's talk about the, uh, I'm going to give the playoff seedings. Yeah, let's do it. There's some storylines here that we need to call out. Some teams that were very involved in the community that were actually able to in, uh, move up in the standings for the playoff seedings perspective because of ICF. Huh. So I will uh, talk about those first, and then I'll hand it over to my wife to talk about the uh, playoff matchups and bracket. So we'll start in League 2. In first place, we finished... Uh, Oh, in first place, a team that was relegated but finished well in, or finished was the top team that got relegated from League One was Upper Downtown. They were also very involved in the community, so they were able to not, no one was able to pass them because they were, they had a lot of social transit and volunteer. Um, second, we had Midtown. Third, we had Broad Ripple City. Those are the one, two, and three seeds. Um, and this is, so no one jumped each other there. They were all pretty active. They were pretty on par. So when you add soccer and ICF, where teams are all just as involved, everyone stays in the same place. So now we are to where the first team that was able to increase their uh, seating based off of ICF, we have Southside Soccer Club moved up to fourth place and got the last buy in the in the uh, League Two playoffs. Um, they were able to jump Intermonon from fifth to fourth. Um, based off of ICF and would like to say that South Sussex Club is officially your 2022 social champions. Two years in a row. Ooh. Back to back. For the bush. For the bush. In fifth place, also a team very involved and breaking news, your 2022 transit trophy champions, Garfield AC jumps Intermonon into fifth place, and yeah. they are your fifth seed in the uh, 2022 League Two playoffs. You know, we've really viewed Southside Soccer Club as our buddy team all season, and I think it's so cool that we ended the way that we did. How are you guys getting your transit points? Is it carpooling? Is it carpooling, bicycling? Um, our non-playing team members, who I like to refer to as the Real Housewives of Garfield Park, even though we've still not received our tank tops due to a very lengthy fight with um etsy um a lot of them bicycle to the game so we had in the first several games about five to seven people wow. bicycling to the games i personally usually drive a car of four or five um we have a lot of twofers um we one week had 18 transit points or 18 people doing transit Twofers is the move if you yeah. sign a couple you're always guaranteed well to get not always <laughs> Andrew and I have never ridden to or from a game together. Okay. He goes oh, you, to like Fishers from, on Thursdays. He goes from a game recently. He goes to, no, I didn't go with him into the ambulance. Oh, never mind. Dang. There wasn't room for me, and I was throwing up on the goal from shock. 
Um, and then actually real quick, sorry, I know this is like off base, but I went into shock after they like got him into the ambulance. I knew he was going to okay. My body came back down and I was just like knelt next to the goal on our field and started hurling. But the next game had started and someone's like, you're in the line of fire. And I was like, no, it's fine. And then they're like, no, it's Riverside's goal. Oh, no. so Riverside, <laughs> I, I looked up and just saw Riverside coming at me. I was like, oh my God. And I had to like roll behind the other goal because indeed I was in the line of fire. What, they score 11? <laughs> yeah, they scored 11. I just want to call out, we didn't say this earlier, but multiple reports said that you were extremely calm and you held down the com- like the situation. You kept everyone calm. And I know you and I know how probably hard that was for you in that situation. Yeah. So I'm really proud of you as a friend Thank and you. someone of the league that were able to take that situation where someone that you love very dearly yep. was in a lot of pain. Oh, we're all going to cry tonight. Uh, huh? But you kept like you, you like kept it under, like you just kept everyone calm, focused on just the situation, making sure that, that Andrew was comfortable. Um, so as a friend, thank you. And as a, fellow league officer i just appreciate you doing that and then the second it was over i threw up next to the that's goal. okay that's fine <laughs> no one no one though. no one like no one else there is going to be like oh she threw up after they're like damn carrie commanded that situation it was had to have been difficult for her but she made everyone feel comfortable and everyone focused on helping andrew and that's really what mattered i was like crying and joking all at the same time that's that's that's, that's what, what i, I do yeah <laughs> My parents are right, two so soft kids. Go on. The six, <laughs> the six seed dropping from the fourth in soccer points down to the six seed in League Two playoffs. It's going to be Intermonon. In seventh, we have FC Found Square. In eighth, Old Speedway City. Ninth, Old North United. Tenth, Real West. Eleventh, Sporting White River, and twelfth, Near East United. So the only teams in League Two that were able to jump. Um, was Garfield and um, Sasa Soccer Club. We were able to best buddy team kind of make up for less soccer points than Intramonon and able to pass them in the standings. So, uh, not that this matters, but if if we play each other, the only time we could play Intramonon would be in the finals. Right. So we kind of moved ourselves to a different bracket. Um, and then let me talk about. League two standings after ICF points were added because there is a league one. There is a major, major movement. A last minute development. One major last minute development from the league one playoffs. So after ICF was added, Allville still finished first. Uh, Riverside City finished second. Uh, Martindale finished third. And surprisingly earning the last buy in in the 11th hour in the 11th hour we have mapleton what yeah mapleton passing sporting here in morton based on icf points and soccer points combined mapleton becomes the fourth seed and gets a buy in the first round of the playoffs i don't think we have this at quick reference so it's something we might have to tweet later as a clarification is this the lowest seed that Heron Morton has had going into the tournament? No question exactly. Fifth? Yeah. Got to I be mean, close. If, if what Jason said is true and they've only lost nine games in the Absolutely it is, yeah. 
So, I mean, Mapleton, let's like, I don't, I don't even want to like, I want to make sure Mapleton, like we understand what, what that meant. Mapleton finished over two points behind Heron Morton. Right. They had a gap of almost a whole point to make up between Thursday and Sunday. Sunday. Mapleton donated three or four pints of blood. They were involved in the food donation at Indiana City Brewing. They were they came to eighth day. They had people go to the Indy Eleven game. They did what they needed to do. And they had multiple people showing up at events asking where they stand, what still they need to do, what can I do to pass this. What's the guy's name we wanted to give a shout out to? Nick. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Nick. Nick was Nick was there at multiple events, you know, doing his part for his team. So Shout out to them. Are you saying that showing up to things outside of the soccer matters? <laughs> it, it does. I mean. Neighborhood soccer for good, man. <clears throat> neighborhood soccer for good. And it will matter more next year when we do the uh, Indy Cup, which I'd like to announce. Uh, we are going to do the. Have we voted yes? We voted yes. Why did I buy that fucking tank top? We have voted Wait, yes. Wait, what? No. Kidding. I was going to announce that we are going to vote on the first, oh. but. <laughs> <laughs> this I stuffed the ballot. Is much, it, much like any fake, good fake democracy, we know, this is a monkey we know what the outcome is going to be. <laughs> a banana republic? What are the words? <laughs> um, yeah, so the official, we, we are basically, there'll be actually a lot of surveys this year because it's a big year. We're evolving from this current version that we have to what I believe is is the best packaged uh, version of of city football. That's why we're also uh, intending to, you know, knock on wood, hope everything works out, uh, but intending to do our actual launch in new cities this this year. Um, but a big portion of, of that is that uh, while there are a number of like decisions we make as a league office internally, which by the way, if you want to get more involved in and become a league officer, you do have more influence on how things shake out, right? And behind the scenes. Um, but it's like an onion. There's different layers. Yeah, so different I'm layers for sure. <laughs> but uh, so there'll actually, uh, there'll actually be, uh, we're separating our year end, like how is your experience survey this year with our rules and regulation survey, which will happen uh, after, after playoffs, uh, playoff night one. So September 1st, You'll get a uh, rules and regulations. That's where the vote yes for Indy Cup will go. Uh, you know, maybe we'll delete the no, <laughs> the no option. It'll just say it'll describe the Indy Cup. It'll just say yes, yes. Or maybe. <laughs> As we're sitting here, Cole is wearing his vote yes Indy Cup shirt. I, love I it. wanted to wear my tank top, couldn't find it, so I'm just wearing my ICF live shirt. I've, and, I've uh, been no one else is wearing uh, league-related stuff right now. I'm wearing an Indy 11 shirt. Eh, so. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, I've been so intentional about pitching teams at after parties for the last, you know, few, few, few uh, uh, folks. So it's really only the teams that don't attend after parties that haven't gotten the pitch. I've so. heard Heron Morton is not pro Indy Cup League. Indy well, Cup. it is it's largely like six of them now. So I think. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> Did you say there's only six of them now? <laughs> oh snap. Snap is oh, a bad choice of words. Oh, oh my god! Oh, no. oh my! Oh goodness! Anyway, uh, so yeah, just uh, keep it. Keep an eye open for that. After uh, playoff game one, we'll actually vote on some of the uh, potential options. Slash, we'll also kind of communicate what um, what some rule changes will be that have been both suggested by the rules committee and also by players. While we have you, let's jump into yeah. The- 
kind of the commissioner segment here. Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't have a theme song yet, but we'll pretend like it's playing right now. It's a commission. It's a commission. I think one of the things that is most exciting uh, to me about any city football at this time of year, it's actually the time as people uh, see playoffs around the corner. Um, it's the time when people really uh, see how important, like we just talked about, how important like volunteerism is, right? And so when you know that you can change your playoff seating and volunteerism yeah. is going to help, like you show up and give the blood. Uh, you show up to the Indy 11 games, uh, just as Mapleton has done. The people on your team who can bicycle looking at you, Adam. That's uh, right. You keep bicycling to the games. So that's the part that I love. We get closer to the end of the year and the people who get the league really become the best versions of investing in, in the league. Um... The dark side of that is that the people who don't get the league are also feeling that competitive urge. And instead of uh, pushing that towards volunteerism and making their cities better, uh, it comes out uh, in the form of aggression at the field. So it's always the end of the year. Uh, you know, we do, do a pretty good job, I think, of uh, uh, following feedback and kind of understanding who repeat problem players are. We often have conversations throughout the, the, the year. Um, I've had several conversations with folks where I say, hey, this is the feedback that I'm getting. You're making people's experience not great uh, in, in these ways. And uh, in, the best, in the best version of that conversation, the person goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I know we we're doing something different here. And that behavior changes and the community becomes a little bit better. And that conversation does have, like that response does happen. I know Most for of the sure time, actually. there's a League Two team that had that conversation this year. We haven't heard from anything from him again. And no. I, we played against him, didn't have an issue. No, it was fantastic. And in fact... Cole, will you text me who that team is? <laughs> Thank and in fact, sometimes those uh, players actually become uh, like big-time volunteers. Yeah, uh, model players. Right. Like uh, you've talked about like the road to redemption. Right. I think that that's, that talk is a good moment to... It is. And I don't think I was on the official road to redemption, but there was a time at Cottage Home where I got very heated at a ref's call and Jordan did have to have a talk with me and now I'm in league office. So I think that there's not like you do one thing wrong yeah, and you're dead to the league. I think right. you don't have to feel weird about it. You just have to redeem yourself. Well, yeah. and I think Jason, uh, Jason was actually bringing up a player that we had to talk with four or five years ago uh, who uh, had a moment this week where he could have chosen to escalate and whatever, and instead removed himself from the, from the game because he understood, Hey, I'm not going down that path. Is it Andrew? Is that why he? I'm not naming names. No, 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 no. It I'm wasn't. Just <laughs> Andrew Kaido, um, not Andrew Demmer. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway, so so that is, uh, you know, it's a it's an uncomfortable conversation, uh, right. and largely has happened just through me uh, getting feedback and then having face to face conversations. And we're in the middle of operationalizing what that looks like, right? Because it shouldn't be on one person to have that. And we've, it's part of why we added the, uh, the, uh, committees for what's it called? Arbitration, arbitration committees. Uh, so that people, you know, have their peers looking at that instead of one person. We are working on some, um, we're working on, on some, um, uh, ways for people to, uh, have, rest uh, what I, what I call essentially like, uh, restorative justice, right? Which is this idea that when you cause harm to a community, uh, that instead of a punitive, uh, uh, the you know, penal system. The uh, penal system. Uh, it's really how like is that the word that road to, <laughs> the, that road to redemption will will include giving back to the community in the way that you've harmed it, right? Uh, and restoring that that harm that you've done. So we're gonna 
If you spit, you get spit on. <laughs> spit is going to be a, 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 a thing I'm not quite sure about. Uh, but long story short, uh, that that kid's out. We're not we're not dealing with that bullshit. Uh, and I, honestly, uh, that's part of why we have such a return rate because we actually make that promise to people. Like, hey, if somebody's going around doing this kind of stuff, they're actually removed from our community. Uh, and we do take league feedback, right? Of like, absolutely. this person should not be in the league. They were on our team. They made it miserable for others. Absolutely. So don't be a jerk. It's our number one rule. Um, I mean, Irvington did that in the offseason. Irvington moved out a player in the offseason. Like we... Right. We... Southside did a little bit of it too. We've had a couple of other teams kind of like move people out. Um, but... It's, you know, it's great. Yeah. And, and that's not just true for individuals. It's also true on a, on a team level, right? So um, I think one of the things that people uh, often forget uh, is in, as part of a curated community uh, where we, you know, we have a value judgment. That's our, our rule number one. It's don't be a jerk. Uh, and that the, the, the part of that that, we, that often gets done behind the scenes that people, uh, you know, I think don't realize how hard it is, but it's, it's the secret sauce that makes the program is we actually have those conversations and we, we do remove people from the league, whether it's through uninvitations or banning uh, or kicking out for a season or, or probation. Like there's, there are ways that we deal with bad behavior uh, and people who respond to uh, bad behavior by escalating it rather than correcting it. Right. Uh, and so this, this is not just true for individuals, but it's true for uh, teams as well. And so every year, uh, you know, when we, when we, we come across teams where, uh, multiple people are giving feedback that's not in line with Indy city football, uh, we, we have a process really where we kind of take that feedback. I mean, that's, that's the sort of thing. And in a long season with many people, very rarely, except in extreme situations, spitting would be one of them, but, um, very rarely do we like take the first complaint and be like, oh, we're going to do something about it. But, but when you, it's been three weeks, four weeks, five weeks, and we hear repeat co complaints, we start watching to see what that experience is looking like, right? Uh, and so uh, I think it's important for people to remember that one of the reasons that we have that uh, loyalty uh, is because we make that promise uh, to remove people. And oftentimes the people who complain about being removed are also kind of assholes in other leagues. And so they kind of do our marketing for us. It's like, oh, God, that stupid Indy City football. They kicked me out. And, blah, blah, blah. and people are like, oh, there's a league I might want to be a part of. So There was some off-season recruiting that I was doing on Facebook groups, and someone freaked out about me about the league having a vaccine requirement. Yeah, And I was just like, it's not the league for you, dude. Yeah. It's like the only reply I had. I yeah. think Josh Mason was following it and just put the only like on there. Like, <laughs> and then I get like a few more messages a few hours later. like, hey, I would love to play. And yeah, like, right. Yeah. Different. Yeah. I mean, we're it really matters. We're, different. we're not trying to be the same. We're not trying to offer the same product. That's right. Else. It isn't. And, and you know, the thing is, we're a community. We're playing a contact sport. There, there are conflicts. People's cortisol gets up like it's it, perfection isn't the goal. And, and all, that's an impossible goal in community. But what the goal is when things don't go right, what do we do then? Uh, and if we're having conversations with each other and uh, hearing each other out and listening to how our behavior is affecting others uh, and changing behavior around that, that's what community is. When you're, when you're hearing feedback and you're saying, well, screw this, oh, all the other leagues let me do this, all this kind of bullshit. It's, and that's really my answer, Cole, 
is this, this just isn't the league for you. Uh, and so anyway, it's, it's simultaneously my favorite time in Indy city football because all the volunteerism is going up and all the expectations and competition of playoff means kind of our, you know, jerkery is, is on the upswing. And oftentimes I'm the, I'm the target of that personally as well. Uh, but I think one of the, oh, thanks for the hug, <laughs> but, uh, I think one of the things that excites me most is, you know, we are very intentional and I think we'll have some much better outcomes this year with a, with an active off season. We are very intentional, uh, about doing a little bit of like a fantasy, um, a football style, uh, you know, rostering, uh, in terms of helping to make, uh, neighborhood teams more include more neighbors and also kind of uh, arranging some of the folks who maybe don't play for their neighborhood team and being more thoughtful about which teams that they would fit on. We know from experience that if you have a team where, you know, two thirds of the team like really gets it, those they, they all sort of self-manage and they say, Hey man, we don't do that kind of stuff here. And sometimes just that statement is enough to uh, remind each other uh, really what the goal is and uh, that uh, that soccer is the is yes it's what we do but also it's one of the lowest priorities the priority is good community and leaving place we are better than we found it and those are always like the best teams to play on the field the best teams to hang out with at after parties those are the folks that we're inviting to tailgate specifically with us at indy 11 games like those are the people that you're excited to see each week absolutely you're not going in being like oh damn i have to play this team this week absolutely and and it's it's not just like uh, a goal it's being done right for the top five league one teams so the best soccer teams in the league we hear almost no play no complaints about because they're playing good soccer they're being very competitive but they're not being assholes uh, and so I think uh, it's not just possible. It's actively being done. And so uh, kind of being intentional about the places where it's not being done just makes next year all the better. Uh, and, you know, like I said, that that is a, a place of discomfort and it's not a fun experience, but it's also right. like what makes Indy City Football Indy City Football. Tom uh, from Broderpool City likes to remind me uh, that I don't run a soccer league. I run a community theater league. I'm the commissioner <laughs> of the WWE. This is all kayfabe. Uh, you know, it's not that it's not that there's not real wrestling going on, uh, but the the biggest portion of it is the experience that everyone's having uh, and and the non wrestling part, the entertainment, the drama, the podcast for a neighborhood soccer league, right? That's that's part of what makes that product different and part of what keeps people coming back and part of what has, you know, uh, over 40 people contributing uh, an hour more in the league office. And, you know, guys, there's there's like 120 people in the slack. So literally like a quarter of our league is actively contributing to uh, to how it works, uh, you know, just as part of being a part of it. So. It's all happy. It's all good. Indy City Football will be more Indy City Football next year. I'm very excited about it. Uh, and like anything in community, the uh, the process of growth sometimes isn't always fun, but it always has good outcomes. And so that's where we're at. And this has been the commissioners. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> so I know we're wrapping up. What uh, what else do we have, Jason? 
a bad name. All right, so last week on The Bachelorette was the hometowns, which was wild because there are two bachelorettes. Once again, it's really hard to keep track of who is who. I don't know any of the men's names except Logan, and he got sent home because he has COVID. Rachel's uh, hometowns all went pretty fine. She had four of them. Cabby had three. Um, the only thing was they all went fine. It's normal hometown shit. Like, who cares? Um, except Rachel on Tino, who was the best. And we thought she was definitely going to pick. His family was like, the fuck are you? What are your intentions? And it was one of the most awkward hometowns I've ever seen. And that's the tea. You Good work. love a bad, bad, name. Name. <laughs> bad Now I have to go to The Bachelor now. Bye, guys. Have Bye. fun doing the rest of the podcast. Bye. So are we doing League 2 tournament talks? Jason, yeah, let's talk about what... What the league to the uh, first 630 game, old Speedway City versus old North United. That's the eight nine seed matchup. Uh, when Battle they, of the olds, as Carrie would say. Yes. And as they match up this week, their previous uh, game finished 3-0 with old North on top. Second game is Carrie's Garfield AC, uh, five seed and near East United, the 12 seed. Garfield won. That was their first game of the year, um, 9-2. Then we move on to FC Fountain Square, the 7th seed versus Real West, the 10th seed. Um, Real West won their earlier matchup 6-3. And Intermonon, the 6th seed versus the 11th seed, Sporting White River. Intermonon won the earlier game 8-2. So Old Speedway City, Old North United, the winner of that will play Upper Downtown FC. Uh, the winner eight thirty. Be- yep, uh, the winner between Garfield Athletic Club and Near East United will be playing Southside Soccer Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, the winner of FC Fountain Square Real West will be playing Midtown FC, and the winner of Intermonon Sporting White River will be playing Broad Ripple City. Exciting. So yeah, double games for winners, but there is an hour break in between. You can hang out, watch some other teams. Um, feel free to step out, replenish your water, eat a cliff bar or something, do whatever you need to do to get that second win, unless you are Garfield or near East, because we're coming for you. All right. So at 7.30, we have number eight, Hogs Run, versus number nine, Real Fletcher Place. Previously, Real Fetcher Place had won 4-2 over, over the Pogies, but Pogies have really had a strong end of the season, so uh, we'll see what happens there. And the winner of that plays Hallville. Yep. CD. That's also, is this our asterisk Koreans? This is the Korean game. Yeah, tell me tell me about <laughs> uh, that. So Tell me about this asterisk. <laughs> well, if you remember, uh, MJ Dunn and her now husband, Derek. Whoa, uh, Henry. That? Yeah. Uh, uh, they did come back. They were transferred from from their Korean team. Nutty FC. Uh, Nutty Was that FC. In July that What's, they were here. Yeah, they were here for a month, and they did. Uh, they played for Real Fletcher Place for four uh, weeks. They were three games, and were playing played. when they played. So there is. They've lost two major uh, and very stellar players since they played each other. And however, Cody I, will not be there. Oh, he's not out of town. So there oh will not my. be a goalie, Cody. Oh my. Real Fletcher Place. <laughs> I know Pogues is excited for this game. Yeah, they are they really be. excited for the matchup. They're feeling really strong. They're, um, just, they're coming off a win of Heron Morton. I mean, how do you not feel like on top of the world there? Yeah. I mean, the think, okay, let's take us back four weeks ago and we said Pogues is in the second week of the playoffs. 
we would have been like people would have laughed at this, but they have this a is, great opportunity they haven't to gotten do there that. Yet. And this is a team that also went up in seeding because of their ICF points. They so uh, Pogues jumped Real Fletcher Place with ICF points, mm -hmm. but doesn't the, really the, matter. I mean, doesn't yeah. matter. The <laughs> result stayed the same. However, Pogues is coming into this game as the eight seed when they finished on soccer points the ninth seed. So they flip flopped each other. Uh, next game number five, Sporting Heron Morton plays number twelve, Irvington FC. Winner of that game will play Mapleton FC. Uh, interesting thing here. There's a player for Irvington named Brian. Brian has won multiple championships with Sporting Hero Morton. So this is Do we not know only why he's not on the team anymore. He moved to Irvington. Oh, good for him. So Brian moved to Irvington Following from Hero Morton. You, you little rule follower. Played, moved to his, started playing for his neighborhood team. And I mean, we're coming in with Heron Morton losing their ninth game in ninth in nine seasons uh asterisk there that is only the last four seasons okay in the last four uh, seasons they've lost nine games in the last four yeah. seasons our 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 um stack keeping for the first uh gotcha. few years were not great <laughs> also a fun note sporting heron morden has won four of the championships they've never won back to back oh interesting they won last year but they this did. is a game that they did not have to play and i want to say that mapleton We've already talked about what they did the last few days leading up to today to get to a place where they jumped them. This was, until a few hours ago, going to be Mapleton versus Irvington. Right. But once we tallied the last scores that were submitted last night by midnight, yeah. Mapleton made the jump. So this is Sporting Heron Morton having correct? some injuries last week and definitely could have used a buy. Do not get the buy. Because Mapleton Correct. jumped them on ICF. So I think it's going to be an interesting game. One, Irvington uh, has been playing really well. Uh, they'll be facing a team that is depleted with injuries, though does have uh, in their back pocket, uh, they have a player who signs up for the league and only plays in the playoffs because he prefers the more competitive stuff, but he enjoys the playoffs in Indy City football. He's maybe one of the best goalies we've ever had. Um, and I just want to follow up, Jason, uh, you you were saying that, that was the last five seasons. Uh, there is a league office position opening open for forensic accounting to go back and put together all the historical stats for those first few Oof. years, because they, they are, they do exist. They're out there, but we have they're to just do post it. Yeah. So it's going to take somebody, <laughs> somebody doing some research to kind of figure it all out. And we want to, we want to have a, a, a page on the website for each of the years and the results and all that. So. Mm -hmm. All right, third game of the night. Uh, AC Miles Square, uh, number seven, AC Miles Square versus number 10, Bates Hendricks. Previously, that game was four to two. So they played in the rivalry week. I don't know what rivalry this was. It was the leftover teams. It was the leftover teams. But these teams, Ouch. Bates, obviously, is the team that got promoted. Most teams that got promoted did not play a team from League One, but they played one game in League One. It's a League One team, and Bates was one of the three teams that got a win against a League One team. Mm -hmm. So this is a rematch, an opportunity for AC Miles Square to kind of avenge their very poor showing in the rivalry week. So, I mean, it'd be interesting. Bates won the regular season from League Two. AC Miles Square had a much worse season than they had last year from a regular season perspective, but still can make a run here and go to the to the championship like they did last season. So that'll be interesting. And the winner of that game plays Riverside City. And then the last game, number six, Mass Commonwealth of Massachusetts Avenue United. 
plays number 11, Meridian Kessler United. And the winner of that plays... Martindale. Martindale. It's probably the longest podcast that we've put out. Sorry, Jason. In it's because you haven't published the one where we drove around <laughs> yet. We do need to find that one. I love that we just like reference that every like three or four that's weeks, it. and then that's it. We just move on and don't talk about it for It'll be a long month. off season. We'll see what happens. Are we having? It a, won't be posted. I'll tell you that. Are we having an after party this week? Heck yeah, we yes. are. S- on our very own south side so taking it back to our preseason fave Behringer's tavern over on meridian um if you recall we had indoor and outdoor they have fantastic food i know last time we were there they did like bottled beers outside um so you could kind of skip the line inside i believe that was a cash only operation but inside you can do whatever you need to do to get the drinks you want that sounds great i think uh uh the other thing that we already mentioned but will be uh uh, hopefully having a tifo on site uh we're in the middle of uh of doing all the sketching and all the cut ca- and it's it's not easy but provided everything works out we'll have paint uh so show up early show up late uh help paint uh, the tifo for the championship game two weeks later and i will be around if you need some like color matching help yeah <laughs> she's she's just on a platform showing off her her calf tattoo um but yeah so it'll be it'll be a good time we're gonna have a good time uh these next few weeks and put on your calendar, September 15th, season end party, beer, food. This is uh, why you have stadium. to come back to it's Indy to great. close on your house. He's like, oh, I close on like the 14th or 16th. Oh, perfect. He said oh, he gets perfect. to do it digitally. We all chip in like 10 bucks. We could fly him back. We're not flying you back to Philly, though. That's on your just own time. <laughs> just a one way. <laughs> flying you to your home, and then you can go back to wherever you're going after that after. What else is happening around the city? We've got an Indy 11 game this Wednesday. Indy 11. They got their, oh. Yeah, let's talk uh, about. So this last Saturday, Indy 11 has had received their first win since June 4th, period. However, June 4th was away. Their last home win was May 21st. You're like, wow, I don't even remember what happened in May. No one does because ICF hadn't started yet. Oh, my gosh. Before our season is the last time Indy 11 blessed us with a win at home. Not only was it a big win, but we beat Jordan Farr. Jordan Farr. Jordan I cried Farr a little seeing him in person. And the number one ranked West Com- Western Conference team, San Antonio. So that, I mean... So for those of you who don't know, Jordan Farr was a goalkeeper for the 11 for the past few years. Last season, the 11 did not make the playoffs. San Antonio had a goalie injury. They were awarded a emergency loan opportunity. Jordan Farr went there, played for them in the playoffs, did really well, connected with the team. And then Indy 11 got a new coach. um, And San Antonio wanted Jordan Farr, so he went there um, and is playing for them, doing great. They're number one in the West. Um, so it's a big win for Indy 11 at home. First win since May 21st. Yep. I think definitely the motivation we need, because this Wednesday is when we play top Luce, team in the East. Loose City. Correct, yeah. This was the game that was originally on a weekend, but got moved to a Wednesday because when we were scheduled to play them, we it was when we got our turf replaced. Oh, right. Mm. Um, so we'll be interesting. So back-to-back number one sees East and West for Indy 11 for a team that's really struggled this year. Uh, Indy 11, not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, <laughs> but <How>? um, <laughs> would take an act of God 
for them, even if they win every single game from this point on, would still take an act of God for them too. I'm not mathematically eliminated from any bodybuilding competitions, but uh, I won't be winning <laughs> any anytime soon. Exactly. So. <laughs> uh, and I, man, I had a great uh, time. Uh, it actually took three newbies, people who had never been to the, to the game before, to the BYB, full of Indy City footballers. I got to uh, stand behind you guys. Uh, it was a great win. It was a great night. Just, just a glorious time. So good. it was a good cap to the season. Uh, and that Cole was a good cap to this long ass episode. Beautiful. <laughs> Patrick, we're going to miss you so much. Yes. We look forward to your return two weeks from now. Uh, so you can <laughs> championship buddy. Look, you, you <laughs> can, you can e-sign a mortgage, yes. but you can't e-sign the championship games, baby. Aww. Uh, and uh, technically, you know, you're not you're not off roster, so you could actually uh, play. It should Honda no end up that way? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, yeah. I lived in Lafayette when I played here for college. There's home. a kid on Fountain it's Square. It's also technically still his house until he signs on the 14th right. or 16th. Well, no, <laughs> there there's no rules. You have to sleep in your house. I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> if we're <laughs> really going to pull checks. your license or something. <laughs> we have a guest bedroom. You're welcome. Yeah, there you go. But then you have to play for Southside. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway. It's a fantastic episode, fantastic season. I look forward to our first active off season, and I look forward to more uh, ICF Live episodes. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for listening. Good. Said it before, saying it again. We're doing roster checks this week. Yes, that's right. That's it. See you later. Bye. Bye. It's a beautiful. This episode of Indy City Football Live is brought to you by Turketti's in Indianapolis. Turketti's, nobody beats our meats. Once the 87th most popular U.S. soccer podcast for one day in July 2022, this show is brought to you by an all-star cast of Indianapolis Super Volunteers. Executive producer, host, engineer, and editor, Jason Racefan Chisholm. Executive producer, show host, porch host, and bachelorette expert in residence, Carrie Slow Hockey on Grass Burge. Assistant to the producers, league analyst, and vice shadow commissioner, Cole For the Bush Street, Manager of the assistant to the producers and owner of the first legit city football tattoo, Shelby, that's really her name, Street. Executive producer, occasional interviewer, and league commissioner, Jordan, the ghost of Smoke Mountain Updike. Along with these Hoosiers and a litany of partners, sponsors, players, and random people who walked into the studio because they saw us on Twitter, this has been Indy City Football Live, created by the Pod Squad and brought to you by Turketti's. Okay, we have to start because I have the Bachelorette and I'm going to Bauhaus and it's going to be fun. I'm going to fucking have some fun this week and it's going to be amazing. You deserve it. I do.